tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, farmers across the European Union are throwing exit buildings and setting tyres on fire. What do they want? That's after a short break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Across Europe, farmers have left their fields and taken their tractors to major cities. In Paris, Brussels, Berlin and Barcelona, they've blocked roads and come out onto the street in protest. In some places, they've thrown eggs at official buildings and they've dumped tonnes of manure in city centres. The demonstrations over the past few weeks have been widespread, with protests in northern, eastern and southern Europe. It's exceptional that in uh, more than uh, 20 countries, farmers are on the street. Not in their field, not in their cattle building, but on the road. Why? Because they feel they are not enough uh, listened, they are not enough uh, understood, they are not enough uh, recognised. That's Christiane Lambert. She's a farmer from France. Her family raises pigs and grows grain crops. She's also the head of one of Europe's most powerful farming unions, the Committee of Professional Agricultural Organisations, or COPPA. COPPA represents 22 million farmers across the EU and has been supporting the protests. In an interview with the BBC's Farming Today programme, Christiane Lambert explained that the farmers' grievances and their demands are varied. There are different uh, problems in the different countries. National problem uh, for fuel in uh, Germany, for grain in the border in Romania, Hungary, Bulgaria, Polish. In France, it was a, a melting pot of problem. But the main problem is that uh, farmers always ask, does European Union still want farmers? Because there are more and more rules which are very difficult to apply in the farm. But what unites them across countries is that life is tough. Here's one farmer from France speaking to AP News. He said, the government has to understand. We can't take it anymore. We've run out of cash. We've got no money to start up again. One of the main problems facing farmers is inflation. The war in Ukraine and high fuel prices have pushed up the costs of producing food. Fertilisers, fuel, animal feed and worker pay are all more expensive. But the prices in supermarkets haven't risen enough to meet these rising costs. On top of that, farmers in Europe have to meet stringent EU and national rules. Those rules are designed to make Europe's food supply healthier, more sustainable and more secure but they also make food production more expensive. 
And right now, lots of farms are in crisis. They're not breaking even, they're actually losing money. So European farmers are asking, how can they be expected to take care of the continent's food supply when their livelihoods are so insecure? protests have been dramatic, with tractors blockading motorways and flaming tyres billowing smoke across major European cities. And they've had a big impact. The EU is starting to listen to its farmers. Earlier this month, during a meeting of the European Council summit in Brussels, farmers from across the EU blockaded the city and protested outside the council building. In response, the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, dedicated much of the summit's closing speech to their concerns. Issues have escalated in recent years. Our farmers deserve to be listened to. I know that they are worried about the future of agriculture and about their their future as farmers. But they also know that agriculture needs to move to a more sustainable model of production so that their farms remain profitable in the years to come. And we want to make sure that in this process, the farmers remain in the driving seat. The EU made one big concession. It rolled back a proposal to halve pesticide use by 2050, a policy that formed part of the bloc's plan to combat climate change. Agricultural groups like Copper say they want to see a sustainable future for European farming too, but they need to work with the EU to find a solution that works for farmers. It means that lots of key issues are still at play, with no obvious solutions. We'll have more after the break. Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsaga. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection a UK government-funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you follow the news, you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond, and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes, covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change, and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate? And how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why pre-arranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. One big concern for Europe's farmers hasn't yet been addressed. They can't compete with cheap imported produce coming from outside the EU. In an interview on French TV, Christiane Lambert explained the discrepancy. She said that while Europe exports things like wine, grains, milk and cheese, European countries are also importing more and more produce thanks to free trade agreements. But food products coming from countries outside the EU don't have to follow the same rules. 
She said, that's putting farmers in a fragile situation. All this means that farmers in Europe say they are at breaking point. And despite some concessions from the EU, they aren't backing down. Farmers in Spain have continued to protest, and in Italy, tractor convoys headed towards Rome at the end of last week. But Christiane Lambert says that despite the chaos that the protests have caused, people are behind the farmers. 85% people uh, is uh, in favour of agriculture. It's very important. They understood that farmers have not enough income, uh, work a lot. I think people understand. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and mixed by Ella Hill. Tortoise. Hello, I'm Jeevan Varsaga. I'm climate editor at Tortoise and host of a new podcast called Counter Crisis from the Centre for Disaster Protection, a UK government funded international organisation which works to change how the world plans and pays for disasters. If you follow the news, you'll know that more people than ever are in need of humanitarian assistance. War and climate change are affecting millions, but the solutions haven't really kept pace. Finance is key. We saw during the pandemic that the countries that found it easiest to borrow money were the most able to respond, and not the countries that were the most affected. Across three episodes covering disasters, the losses caused by climate change, and our response to disease outbreaks, I'm going to try and make sense of this. Why are the current ways we respond to crises inadequate? And how can we do better? I'll be speaking to experts to rethink the recovery from crisis and find out why prearranged finance can help get aid where it's needed. You can listen now. Search for Counter Crisis wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.